Hey friends, this is Rachel Picard and welcome to the Soul CEO Podcast. We are episode 10 and what happens when you don't feel like doing it? Like when you don't feel like doing the thing that you want to do, like you can't get over the procrastination or that self-sabotage and I love this topic. I have a favorite quote that I think you can memorize and kind of marinate on and maybe put it on like a little sticky note, put it on your mirror and on your computer and look at it every single day. It's helped me a ton. First off, I want to thank all of my subscribers. It is starting to blow up and I just read another amazing um, review. This is from Apple Podcasts. Uh, this is from Nick Ray 3 who says, amazingly powerful, five stars. This girl has it all, the wisdom, the humility, the humor, and the mad love for our king. She has helped countless people with financial freedom, including me, and is someone I can learn from every time she speaks. This podcast will bless your heart, bank account, friendships, and more. Thank you so much, Nicole. And guys, for all of you that are giving me five stars and reviewing and subscribing, I know you don't have to, and so it really means a lot for the support, the community, and it is awesome. Now, before we dive into what happens when you don't feel like doing it, Just a little heads up, uh, we're making a little change in our community for all my friends on social media, on Instagram. Uh, I have now moved from my uh, full account, Soul CEO, uh, which was at the time about 28,000 followers, to my backup, which is the Rachel Picaric. The Rachel Picaric. We were dealing the last uh, couple of months with some censorship issues. Um, and so we decided to make the change after a lot of prayer and contemplation, uh, to be able just to reach, we saw our engagement go down by 90 to 99%. And I'm not talking like, oh, the algorithm change. I'm talking that I, I got slapped. I got slapped because I shared some political content and that was a big no, no. So make sure that you're following me on my, uh, new account, which was my backup. It's Instagram at the Rachel Picaric. And let me know that you came from my podcast and I'd love to um, connect with you and go from there. So let's dive into today's training. We're going to talk about what happens when you don't feel like doing it. Um, This is one of my favorite quotes. You'll hear me say it a million times. It's from Ralph Waldo Emerson and it's do the thing and you shall have the power. Do the thing and you shall have the power. See, most people, they are looking for the power first. (laughs) When I feel powerful, then I'll take action. When I feel confident, then I'll make calls. When when I feel motivated, then I'm going to go to the gym and work out. When I feel competent, then I'm going to try my hand at like the new marketing app or TikTok or YouTube or Instagram. When I feel successful, that's when I'm going to talk to my friends. When I feel happy, then I'm going to love and appreciate my spouse, my kids, my job. Emerson nailed it. Guys, it was two steps. Step one, do the thing. Step two, have the power. Do the thing and you shall have the power. He didn't say, wait around in some like lily pads surrounded by butterflies and allow the universe to come and bestow some magical, mystical blessing of capability and capacity and And then immediately go out and crush your goals and live a hashtag blessed life. No, no, no. He didn't say read your affirmations until you, and then then you'll have the power (laughs) to go work out or to go make calls. Like he didn't say like, okay, if you, if you just burn this smoky sage and and then you're going to have the power. No, no. He said, do the thing. You do the thing and then you have the power. And when we look at scripture, I love uh, especially one of my favorite books is the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. 
there's so much wisdom from King Solomon, primarily as the primary author of, of that those books and those chapters. But he talks a lot about hard work. Even in like, let's say Proverbs 13, 4, the soul of a sluggard craves and gets nothing while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. Are you guilty with wanting and craving, but not doing anything? You're a sluggard, you're a sloth, you're sitting there, right? It's the soul of the diligent that gets richly supplied. Proverbs 12, 24, the hand of the diligent will rule while the slothful will be put into forced labor. I think about forced labor as the typical 40, 40, 40 plan. 40 hours a week uh, for $40,000 a year for 40 years of your life <laughs> to retire with a $40 Timex watch. That is the American quote-unquote dream. Sounds like an American nightmare. But the hand of the diligent will rule while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Like do it with your might, excellence, and diligence. Proverbs 14.23, in all toil there's profit, but in mere talk tends only to poverty. So when you put in the effort, when you do the do, that comes your profit. That comes your power. Guys, my love language is excellence and diligence. Hard work is definitely probably one of the traits that I um, I feel like I, I embody. And I also admire most of the people that I associate with beyond like kindness and emotional intelligence. Like I love people that are hard workers. Like I really appreciate. In episode eight, we talked about the donut and the idea that there's certain things that I don't want to do but I can build in systems and rewards. And those systems of rewards, rewards and or punishment, it can work. Like if you don't feel like doing it, these these things can work. Like, hey, I get X when I do Y. But for some of you, it's still not enticing enough. Or maybe like you just don't hold yourself accountable to it. Or you're like, ah, you know, the, the procrastination, the fear, the concern, you know, it's just not enough to push myself. May I suggest something a bit more bold, something a bit more like drastic, like is something that may, you may want to actually throw your phone right now when you hear this, or like your spouse might be totally enraged or your kids like might hate this idea. But I want to talk to those that have a big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, let's say you're stuck in the bondage of debt and like it is weighing on you. You're stressed out. You're dealing with creditors. Um, your score, your FICO score is, is in the tank. You're maxed out on certain bills. Maybe you're behind on certain payments right now, but like you're stuck in the bondage of debt and you don't see a very quick way out, but you do have a side hustle or a network marketing business or a side gig where you can go and you can explode it. Or maybe you're in commissions or sales and you have the ability of improving your income. Or maybe you're 100 pounds overweight right now and you're concerned about what that would mean for your immune system, for catching certain viruses or, you know, pre-diabetes or other health risk risk factors like high blood pressure, heart disease, stroke, cancer, all sorts of things, right? Or maybe you're wrecked right now in anxiety. Like you are wrecked in fear, anxiety, and depression, fad but you still somehow can't manage to open the Bible for reprieve or get into prayer time or get into a great meditation or get into worship. I want to suggest something intense. Like if you're in a situation like, Rachel, I want to change, but somehow, somehow I can't, I can't do it. 
And part of what would actually, I think, gets people caught is we're too comfortable. And I, that's, a, that's a conversation for a future episode. But I want to talk to those that are really desperate. Can I suggest something more intense? Remove all distractions. Yes, you might have systems of rewards and punishments. But for some of you guys, you want to remove the distractions. I'm telling you, if you are massively in debt, If you hate your career and God has placed you in a position to build a business, but you can't help but find yourself ridiculously inconsistent, one day on, one day off, one week on, one week off, you get a customer, then you rest for two weeks, you hit a rank, and then you take off for 90 days, and you just can't seem to find that personal forward momentum, and you find yourself maybe rolling into things like distractions, like binging on Netflix, going out too much with friends, or staying in and watching The Bachelor, or getting stuck in the social media scroll hole, let me suggest something. Cancel it. Cancel it. It's a different kind of cancel culture, my friends. Yeah, soul CEO. Cancel it. Cancel culture. This is a different style. Cancel cable. Cancel Netflix. Tell your friends, I can't get together now. It's a form of punishment, right? But for the for even the little things, delete the apps when you're not using them. This takes some discipline. It does. But if you are not making money on TikTok and it is not, if you're not like producing five to seven TikToks a day in a niche, massively connecting, taking all the TikTok classes, learning how to go create six figures on TikTok, delete it, delete it, because it's just a distraction. You're just using it to numb out and dumb out instead of walking inside of your greatness. Now, when you remove these normal vices, you're going to be faced with one choice. Well, I guess I have nothing else to do, so I guess I'm going to build my business. That, or you're going to reorganize your entire sock drawer and your closet and your garage, and when that's all done this next week, then it's just going to be you and your business, mano y mano, face to face. But the truth is, if you do the thing and you shall have the power, you want skills? Do it. You want the motivation? Do it. You want good leadership? You will learn more by leading and doing it right and doing it wrong and doing it right and doing it wrong than you ever will by just reading a book. Now, I'm a fan of reading the books, but you read the book while you're doing the thing. You do not just, uh, it's not college. Success in life is not university. Success can come from going to university, but in general, learning or mastering something, you don't go... Nobody creates their uh, exceptional body by locking themselves in a dorm room and reading everything about the physique and health and wellness for two years. No, what they, what do they do? They meal prep, they work out, they, they get on a webinar to learn about health, they take the right supplements, they audit, they tweak, they go work out again, they do their cardio. Then over time, they get the power. They do it and then they have the power. Now, if you want confidence, you gotta do it. Confidence comes after. It doesn't come before. Like if we strip it down, what a lot of people are lacking to go do it is confidence. And I want to give you the secret to confidence. You guys ready? Are you taking notes? Remember I told you the best leaders are excellent students. Confidence is built on a mountain of tons of tiny internal victories. On a mountain 
of tiny internal victories. Here's case in point. When I started, first started eating really, really healthy, and I had a goal to lose weight. I had just gotten my body fat tested in like an underwater kind of like dunk tank, and it was 33% body fat. Here I was, tall and thin-ish, thin-ish, a um, little curvier than I am now, 18 pounds heavier, clearly. But a third of my body was fat. And I don't care what you say. I don't care how little you may look in jeans. That is not healthy. Okay, so I was over fat. I wasn't necessarily overweight. Capiche? I started on a healthy regimen, a lifestyle regimen. And I remember going out to a really luxurious dinner, a steak dinner with a bunch of business partners. And you know, it's one of those really nice places like white tablecloth where they come to you with like a dessert tray or like a dessert, like this was like actually on like on a, on a little cart that they roll up next to your, and like the carts are, and they're going around the table and like there's eight of us in this circle and like people, some people are ordering, some people aren't. And then it comes to me and I don't know about you, like cheesecake is my jam. Oh my word, cheesecake. Oh, before, back when I could tolerate chocolate, it was like chocolate molten lava cake. But cheesecake, uh, nine times out of 10, that's it. Unless I'm at Ocean Club in Scottsdale, Arizona or a master's restaurant and then I'm getting butter cake. Mm, get that butter. But like uh, uh, it, most people have never had butter cake like that. So it's cheesecake. But I wanted the cheesecake, but I had just committed. And I was so like really really committed to get healthy and get to get fit and to not be over over fat. So I saw the cheesecake and I said, no, thank you. I just said, no, thank you. Now it was really hard because everyone was pretty much almost everyone. I think almost everyone at the table ordered dessert and I wanted it. And it was like, it was a celebration kind of dinner. It was like, we were, there's the top leaders, you know, we we're just kind of living lavishly that night, having great wine, a great steak. And it felt natural to do that. But I'll tell you guys, when that waiter walked away, I I almost like inside of me, I was like erupting. I was like, ah, yeah, woo. Like, I mean, do you guys know what, do you guys know that feeling when the dessert tray comes around and you're like, you're on a diet, you're like, no, thank you. Confidence is fostered and nurtured by discipline. In fact, if you want to be confident, you want to do it by discipline. And this is when the whole crowd of podcast listeners go, wah, wah, wah. And it's true. And it's the least sexiest thing I can share. But guys, when you are disciplined, you will be more confident. Now, if you lack confidence in this particular skill, let's say it's building your business, you've never done network marketing before, you haven't had success yet, you haven't made a sale or closed anybody yet, it is time to gleam on something else in the past. There has to be something that you're good at, that you feel stellar at, something that you can relate to. Maybe you were like all state in track and field, or you were an exceptional baker or a really great mom. If you're good at something, and chances are there's probably many things, isn't it conceivable that you could be good at the thing that's steering you right in the face that you have to do? Here's the ridiculous truth. like You're going to probably kind of be bad at first. But you have to be bad before you're good and good before you're great. You will do the thing and then you'll do it again and then you'll do it again and then you'll do the thing and then you'll do more of the things and then you'll do the thing again and you'll rinse and repeat and then you'll have the power. But you'll say no to dessert and you'll be like, oh, I feel so good. You'll make that one call and even if you skin your knees, 
even if you bleed a little, even if you flub up the words, if you feel like you have marbles in your mouth, you're like, wow, I have the power. I did a big recruiting run a couple of years ago and I was relaunching my business. And I remember making a list of a couple hundred names and on this was was everybody and their mama <laughs> that had never joined my business before. And on inside of it, I actually had some chicken list people. Some people that really didn't know me, but they were ultra successful. They were seven-figure earners, millionaires. One was a public speaker. And I remember calling him and we only really knew each other on Facebook. We got on a call and I prospected him for my network marketing business. And he explained to me that he was actually a speaker for MLMs and so he wouldn't ever join one because it would kind of mess up like with like his non-compete contracts and, you know, he's making an exceptional seven-figure income being a coach and a speaker. And I say, hey, you know, I really appreciate that. And guys, I'll tell you, I sweat through my shirt. I sweat through my shirt on that call. I had already made millions of tacos and I sweat through my shirt because I was calling somebody bigger than me, better than me, brighter than me, right? And I had this big idea, but I did it. And you want to know what? I had the power. Calling that guy that I knew I needed to do, but I didn't want to do it made calling my neighbor so much easier. Oh, I can't wait to dive into recruiting tactics, guys. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. You do the thing and then you'll have the power. So it's time to pull up those big girl panties pull up your bootstraps, close your eyes, hold your breath, and jump in. Yes, you're going to skin your knees. Yes, you're going to bleed again a little. Yes, you might suck. Yes, you might not succeed the first time. You try, try again. You do the thing, and you will have the power. Thanks so much, for you guys, for listening to today's episode. It's episode 10, and make sure that you subscribe and tap that five stars and leave a review. I love you guys so much. Check me out on Instagram on my new little baby account, It's baby and new and it's got like four people on it. No, just kidding. But we're starting from scratch. Nothing like, uh, that'll be kind of fun to see how fast we can get back to 10,000 followers and above. The Rachel Pekarik on Instagram. Love you guys. Appreciate you and share this with a friend.